We believe in growth and continuous learning. We believe in educating and sharing knowledge. We believe the body is miraculous and is able to heal with the proper nutrition and support. And we believe the right mindset is key to your success. I'm Amanda Golightly. And I'm Kate McDowell. And, and this, this is, is the Limitless, Limitless Podcast. Welcome to the Limitless Podcast. And you may already notice that we have some themes and probably some recycled conversations and topics because that's how important they are. So today we're going to touch on some, well, specifically six big root causes that we deal with with health. So take it away, Kate. So when it comes to kind of any situation, like before we get into the actual root causes, what is a root cause? right? A lot of the times this is something that we don't consider because especially if you're used to dealing with health issues by going to your doctor or, you know, trying to take a a traditional route in terms of dealing with things is that we tend to try and deal with the symptoms. So if it's something like you have headaches, if it's like it's you want to lose weight, any of these sort of conditions and symptoms, a lot of the times that's what we do is we focus on how can I get rid of the symptom? But ultimately, what we need to figure out is why do you have these symptoms? Why are they coming up in the first place? Because if we don't, you know, do the work to figure out why it's happening and to deal with the why, then we're never going to get rid of what's causing the symptoms. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Like, what's the point of doing anything if you're not actually taking care of the source of the problem? It's kind of reminds me a little bit of what I'm into right now, as far as um, my other job that I do, and that involves electricity. So if you're going to work within that field, you have to make sure the source of that is turned off and you're dealing with that, right? So it's kind of the same thing. You have to go to the source to handle whatever it is you're looking to do. Exactly. It's, and I mean, it's also, you know, a common example or a common analogy that's often used too. Like you're you're trying to bail out a leaky boat and you're constantly bailing the water out, bailing the water out, bailing the water out. But if you don't fix the holes in the boat, you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. And when it comes to getting rid of symptoms or working through health issues, we need to figure out why we need to figure out why you're having these issues, where they're coming from and start working on those issues. And so today we're going to talk about, there's kind of six main areas that I'll use because I use uh, quantum nutrition testing with my clients. And so I will test them in these six areas, as well as, you know, personal things that they're dealing with too. But these are the six main areas we focus on. And it's where a lot of the issues are actually coming from. So the first area that we take a look at is food and your diet. What are you eating every single day? And this is more than just like, yes, what you put on your fork is important. Yes, what you're putting in your mouth is important. You know, what you're drinking, all of these things are very important, but there's also, is your body using it? Is your body able to break it down? Is your body able to detox, you know, the the toxins that are coming in with it and the excesses that aren't needed in the system like is your body able to use this food properly and ultimately move it out properly as well and then we also take a look at because there's inflammatory foods there are some common ones so things like vegetable oil um things like grains are inflammatory for a lot of people cheese is or dairy is inflammatory for a lot of people 
there's some common things that are inflammatory, but then there's also individual things. Like for me, when I was dealing with, you know, getting rid of the MS and the symptoms, that was a big thing that I had to tackle was taking a look at what are the foods that my body is reacting to and how do I eliminate those foods or help my body become less reactive to them because reactivity to a food that you're sensitive to or that your body doesn't agree with can often be where a lot of symptoms and where a lot of problems come from. Um, I know when it comes to, you know, breaking the foods down properly, like that's something that we often don't look at as well. You could be eating all of the right foods, but if your body's not able to digest it properly and get the nutrients out of it, you could still end up with nutrient deficiencies, even though you're eating, you know, whole food, organic. Um, and yeah, I know like you've had some experience with this recently as well, right? Absolutely. Uh, realizing that um, I wasn't breaking down certain foods and that was added into the supplementation that I've been taking. And um, specifically because a lot of the stuff we we're using is cell core supplements uh like the ct biotic and ct zyme that is just to help with my gut and and everything i just having the proper things to uh, break that down and actually so i can get out of the good food that i'm putting in like getting out the minerals and vitamins and all those other things that i need so it's i mean i'm already noticing a difference and it's like the the journey has been great and even as you i think touched on as far as moving out toxins um, it might be a little bit of an overshare for some people, but like constipation is something that I've dealt with and being able to work on that and get things moving specifically for me, cause I have congestion that ties to my liver. So I've got liver backup and which is now I'm working on and clearing that out. And I mean, it's, it's not always a fast process and so far it hasn't been. And the key thing is that I'm working on it and things are slowly improving and they will continue to improve as long as I continue, which I will continue with my supplements and everything like that. So it's, it's just good things to know that your body's working the way it needs to. Like if you're doing all the right things, you want to know that you're getting all the things from that. Like you're putting in the good foods. You want to make sure you're actually getting the, getting the results from actually making those good decisions. So absolutely. And, and making sure that you're supporting the system throughout the process too, right? Like, like I said, you can be eating organic, you can be eating all the perfect foods, but there's so many steps to that process. Like from, you know, when it goes in your mouth and when it comes out the other end, there's a lot of different things that have to happen in the system and you need to make sure that it's working properly. That's probably going to be another episode. Cause I could talk for like an hour about that. Um, but that's the main, the first thing that we focus on is taking a look at, at your food, at your diet. And, and I can ultimately, I can test for you, for each specific person. Like this is a very individualized way of doing things. The way that I work with the quantum nutrition and with clients in a sense of, you know, you're going to send me your food diary. Just, just know that. Um, and when you send me your food diary, I am checking all of the foods on there to make sure that everything is okay with your body. I had a client, you know, last week who is, I looked down her food diary and I was like, it, oat milk re reacted for her. And there's not always like, I can't always tell you why, but I can tell you your body doesn't like this. So what's something that we can, you know, try in your smoothies that will be a similar taste that won't be 
a big change for you, but that your body could respond to better, right? So there's things that we have no way of knowing these things without getting the testing done and out without really communicating with the body. So that's the first one, taking a look at food, taking a look at what you're eating and making sure that, you know, it, your body speaks well with that and then it's going to support you. The next one, number two, is bugs. Um, we've talked about parasites in the past. So parasites is a very big part of this. Parasites, there's so many things they can do that ultimately impact our health and our well-being and, and our ability to digest food and, and, and the list goes on and on. So parasites is a really important one that's so often mis misinterpreted, like the medical profession doesn't really pay a lot of attention to parasites. And if they do, if they happen to catch it on a test, because like we need to see a stool sample or we need to see other samples, not just blood work to see parasites because they can be in all parts of the body. Um, but also we want to make sure that, you know, we're focusing on getting the stuff, like killing them and getting them out properly versus just killing them. Um, so parasites is a really big one here. Uh, bacteria. Like what bacteria are you coming in contact with all of the time? What is the bacteria in your gut? What's the health of your gut microbiome? This is a really big contributor to chronic conditions for sure, because like more than 80% of our immune system is in our gut. So if your gut bacteria is not doing well, is not strong and healthy, that's an area that could be causing your symptoms. And it's something that we can address. Um, there's also Lyme is another you know, area of bugs, I guess, that we need to take a look at and see what's going on there. Um, and viruses too is another one. I mean, we run into viruses, we come in contact with these things every day of our life pretty much. And it's figuring out like, what is your body dealing with right now? And how can we support it to help it deal with it better and overcome it? So that's two, that's bugs. Um, area number three is mold. This is one that's common it's commonly not noticed. Like a lot of the times you may be living in, living in a house that has mold in it. Uh, you could have a workplace that's, that has mold in it. And unless you're having people come in to do tests on your house, tests on your workplace. I grew up in a house that was more than a hundred years old. And I can guarantee you there was mold in that house. We used to have leaks in the basement. That's a really big one. And a lot of the times it can't even be seen. Mold can hide under your dishwasher. It can hide under carpets. It can hide in all kinds of places and we don't even recognize it sometimes, um, but it can cause a lot of health problems. The other thing with molds that people often don't recognize is that mold is in our food. I'm sorry. And one of the biggest problems when it comes to mold is coffee. So this is one of the reasons why I always recommend for people when you buy coffee, make sure you're buying organic as much as possible, because this is a really high mold content in coffee. It's also kind of another section we're going to talk about, but it's also one of the most heavily sprayed foods that we consume for pesticides. So coffee organic is the way to go here. Um, and there's like peanuts. So peanut butter and peanuts are also high in mold content and berries. I mean, <laughs> I know like 
Amanda and I have experienced in the past too. You buy berries and you get them home and you can see the mold on it. It's actually on the berries. So we throw those ones out, but we eat all the other ones. They probably have mold on them too. It's just not showing up yet. And if anyone grew up in a house like I did with a, a father, I love you, dad. Um, but with a father that, you know, you'd get the blue spots on the cheese or on the bread and, and the ritual was just cut it off and eat the rest. Just because the rest of the cheese or the rest of the bread doesn't have mold showing on it doesn't mean there's not mold living in it. So that's something to consider. So buy organic coffee. Please don't eat the bread if there's mold on the end of it. There's probably mold in other places as well. And yeah, I mean, the goal here is not to completely eliminate mold. It's just to try and reduce the amount that we're coming in contact with because it's it will cause lots of issues. What number are we on? I lost track. That was three. <laughs> number four is radiation. This is a really big one. Um, I talked about this in on my Instagram this week. Uh, I did a live and I was talking about how I was wearing a fitness tracker for the last seven years, I believe, because I wanted to see my steps. I wanted to see my heart rate. It gave me this awesome data that I thought was like the coolest thing in the world. Um, but what I didn't realize was the level of radiation that this is exposing your body to 24 seven. I used to wear this thing to bed because seeing my sleep numbers was really cool, but exposing yourself to radiation and we're faced with it all of the time where we've got cell phones. I'm sitting in front of a laptop right now, right? We've got Wi-Fi in our homes. We're wearing electronic devices. We're coming in contact with all kinds of different sources of radiation and we're surrounded by it. And a lot of the times when you think radiation, like, did you think your cell phone was a radiation device, Amanda? <laughs> no. And even solar panels for that matter, something I've learned recently, they, uh, have radiation UV rays that they give off and EMFs as well. Yeah, totally. And it's, I mean, when I heard radiation in the past, I remember that the like the symbol that you'd see on things that had the skull and crossbones. That's what I think of when I think of radiation. I think of like toxic, like death, like not a good thing for you. And I never had the kind of the connection in my mind that my laptop, my cell phone, my TV, my you know, light bulbs in the house, like all kinds of different things that we're surrounded by. We're dealing with radiation all the time. And this is actually something that I'm dealing with right now, where I've had back pain for the last two years, kind of like around my mid back sort of. And I had my chiro chiropractor on speed dial. Like I went completely through my benefits last year and almost through my benefits this year because I thought there was something wrong with my back. He, you know, he would come, he would help me, he made a difference. And so I was like, okay, we're good. And then it would happen again and again and again. And with working with a quantum nutrition practitioner, she was able to test me and to find that the back pain I was dealing with was my adrenals, not my back, first of all. And second of all, the cause of this pain, the cause of the issue with my adrenals was radiation. That's why I don't wear a fitness tracker anymore, A. And that's also why we're taking some, some steps to do things around our house. And, you know, for my phone as well, I'm getting a protection for it because this impacts us in ways that you can't imagine. Like all of the different organs and systems in the body can be impacted by any of these 
things that I'm mentioning today, any of these different areas. So this is just, it's a very close to home one right now for me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one to consider for sure. Um, area number five is toxins and chemicals. I could talk about this for like an hour because there's so many that it's, it's too many to list. So we're going to talk about kind of the main ones that come to mind here. And number one and number two are really actually number, they're all really big ones, but the first two are, are very prevalent ones. Number one being glyphosate and glyphosate is what you find in Roundup. And a lot of people don't recognize, like before I went to school for nutrition, I didn't really know that much about this. And this is, you know, what you spray on your, on your garden, um, to prevent dandelions, right? It's what farmers spray on all of the crops that are non-organic. It's how we get rid of pesticides. It's how we get rid of, um, weeds and stuff in there as well. But glyphosate is super harmful on the body really and this is one that it's abundant if you're not eating organic as much as possible and i get it i understand that it can be difficult to buy everything organic but there are some things that are going to be more impactful if you buy it organic versus other things um i'll share the link actually in our the episode the show notes for this episode for the environmental working group has what's called the dirty dozen and it's a list of 12 foods that are very heavily sprayed that are kind of the top recommendations when it comes to eating organic just because of the toxic load that's going to be on them and chemicals and even glyphosate in itself could probably be a whole other episode just in the impacts on the body that it has right yeah yeah i know you learned well a while ago about like a lot of the times gluten sensitivity isn't even actually Gluten, it's not right? gluten, it's glyphosate. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, these things, they're not really talked about all that much. Maybe we'll have an episode talking about that at some point. Um, so glyphosate is number one on my list. Uh, they're all important. This is just what worked in my, my brain. Uh, number two is plastics. And this is something that's very under um, considered for a lot of people. There's plastic everywhere. And in places that you don't even recognize it, like if I look around myself right now, there's, I can count plastic and in 10 places in like 10 seconds because it's everywhere. There's plastic. We have plastic water bottles. We have plastic food containers. There's plastic in a lot of the fabrics that we wear. Anything that has nylon, there's plastic in it. There's plastic toys for kids, right? Plastic is everywhere. And the biggest thing when I'm working with clients that we talk about is, is plastic in terms of food and beverage containers, because plastic is going to leak um, chemicals or leach, not leak. It's going to leach chemicals into your food, especially if you're heating it. So when it comes to food containers, you want to try and make sure that if you are storing food in plastic, which is not ideal, store it in glass as much as you can. But if you are storing it in plastic, transfer it to a plate to heat it up because when you heat it, it's going to leach way more chemicals into your food. And then when it comes to water containers as well, like think about how many times you go to Costco or you go to the grocery store and you see, you know, skids upon skids upon skids of water bottles. They've been exposed to heat. 
it's almost guaranteed. Yep. And the more that these things are exposed to heat, the more chemicals they're going to leach. So plastics is a really big one when it comes to chemicals. It's it, they're endocrine, endocrine disrupting chemicals. Say that 10 times fast. Um, and the thing that happens here is it's going to cause imbalances with your hormones. So these are things that we want to stay away from. Women who have estrogen dominance, plastics are often a very big contributor, contributor here. So as much as you can, food and beverages, keep it away from plastic, especially if you're going to heat it. Um, number three on my list for toxins and chemicals is antibiotics. There's going to be a lot of chemicals. There's going to be heavy metals in a lot of these, you know, pharmaceuticals. There's going to be a lot of toxins in here and there, it's difficult for your body to detox when you're getting these massive amounts of, of toxins coming from everywhere because eventually the barrel gets full and starts to overflow. And that's when we end up with symptoms. So when it comes to antibiotics, like think about antibiotics, they're designed to kill bugs. They're killing all the bugs. They're not selective. They're not just killing the bad guys. They're killing the good guys as well. So this takes us back to the first one we talked about where, you know, the bacteria in your stomach is important for your immune system and important for health. Well, antibiotics is going to impact that. It's going to reduce the good bacteria population. Uh, number four on my list, fragrances. This is one that I know Amanda and I both had a really, like we both used to, it was like, oh, you smell really good, right? Or, you know, I used to buy the smelly soaps and loved them, the smelly hand soaps and a scented candles and all these different things. This is another level of endocrine disruptors. It's going to change kind of the way your, your organs and stuff function properly because it's there's the chemicals in them are not going to be beneficial. A lot of the times too, if you think of cologne or you think of perfume, where do women spray that on their neck, on their thyroid, right? So this is a really big impact. This is a really powerful one that we need to do our best to try and eliminate. Um, and fragrances is something that's everywhere as well. So one thing that you can use in terms of uh, fragrances in terms of um, if you want to smell a bit better, uh, essential oils are really beneficial here too. I just gonna say something about the, not using perfumes as much or fragrances. Um, with detoxing, I found, and I know you have as well, once you start removing these things, you become even more sensitive because your, I guess, pathways in your whole body is cleaner. So you're that much more sensitive to the chemicals and things that are in these things. And it's just interesting how, like, I, I again, I used to wear those things all the time because, again, you want to smell good, you want to impress people or whatever the case was. And I wouldn't even think about wearing those or putting that on now. So different. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's true. You become, it's like, it's similar to what happens when you stop eating so much sugar and all of a sudden your taste buds become almost offended by the amount of sugar, especially in processed foods. It's the same thing with fragrances. Like, yes, I used to, I used to, you know, love smelling good or when somebody smelled good and I gave them a hug and it's true. It's, you become almost offended by it because you're like, Oh, your senses are like, that's too much. I don't want that. Um, fragrances are also something that's going to be in our shampoos in bubble bath even has fragrances in it. Who do you use that for babies, babies, a lot of the kind of personal care products that we have in our bathroom, 
that's actually when I was in school, I did like a case study on fragrances or on bathroom bath care products and fragrances is an interesting one because it's something that the companies that make these things can put on the label and they don't have to tell you what's in it because it's proprietary right so they don't have to disclose what's actually in it so we don't actually know what's in there in terms of chemicals which is a little scary and then so the last one on my list of toxins and chemicals uh franken foods so this is foods that are, you know, not natural foods. So we've got things in there like food colorings. We've got um, different flavorings in there. We've got all kinds of things in those foods. And a lot of the times these are very sneaky because they'll put claims on the food of like enriched with vitamin D. It's not original. It's not natural. It's synthetic or, you know, fortified with fiber. Anything that has a health claim on the container I usually stay away from those because it's like, why are you, why are you telling me this? Like, what are you hiding? So would so, you say that's anything that's not like a, a whole food that you can read for the most part? Is that? I, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that yeah. recently too. Right. The, um, if your great grandmother didn't know what the ingredients were in the food, you probably shouldn't be eating it. Right. So yeah, I mean, focusing on real whole foods as much as possible rather than the overly processed stuff. Um, is going to be the most beneficial way to go with that. And then the last thing, so number six on my list of the six things is stress. And this is something that we're all dealing with, especially, you know, it's 2022. The last two years have been a total shock to a lot of people in terms of what's gone on in the world, what's gone on in our interpersonal lives, um, what's gone on in terms of connection with people. There's been a lot of fear. There's been a lot of, just a lot of upheaval of what was your normal routine. And so stress is a really big one. And stress is going to have a big impact in terms of health because of the impact it's gonna have on our hormones. Stress means an increase in cortisol. Cortisol is connected to your fight or flight response and your autonomic nervous system. And ultimately, you know, what I've dealt with recently in terms of the adrenal health, your adrenals are what create your cortisol, my adrenal health issues, my back pain, all of this was linked to stress, dealing with stress over the last several years. And it's not something that we can eliminate or avoid, but it's something we need to be a bit more aware of as well. And there are ways that you can help your body manage stress better. There are supplements that you can you can take that are, you know, adaptogens are really good ones um, and other things that we can do to help the support the body so that it can handle the stress as well. And this can be emotional stress, physical stress. It can even be perceived stress, which is a really an interesting one to hear because our brain, our, you know, our unconscious mind doesn't know what the difference between what is real and what is imagined. And so this can play a huge impact here as well. That's really cool with that part because then you if you can bring in the mindset portion of it and take time to do like either a self hypnosis or a meditation and your meditation may just be even going for a walk out in nature and taking time for self, right? That's another key thing to know that you're important and worthy enough to have time for self to recharge and reset. And even if it's five minutes, I know a lot of people have kids and they say they come first, but if you want to be there for them in the way that, is best that you see yourself as 
take five minutes for yourself and just take a breath and do whatever it is that will help you continue on right for them and yourself absolutely and if you think about it too like okay so it's it's five minutes right and it's oh i can't give you five minutes or i can't give myself five minutes because i have to do this this and this for all these other people is five minutes really going to have that much an impact on the people that you're taking care of and that you're helping or is asking someone to help with your kids for five minutes or watch them for five minutes so that you can go and take care of yourself for five minutes is that really going to have as big of an impact as taking five minutes for yourself will have on your overall well-being and that's another probably another show in itself just being able to take time for self and and know that you're worthy of that and setting it's like modeling it 101 essentially showing your kids what you do reflects for them and <laughs> it can go another tangent there but yeah it's very important to take that time yeah and a lot of the times that can tie into belief which we've talked about in the past as well too right this this belief especially as women a lot of the times we feel like we don't want to you know upset anybody else or we don't want to you know ask anyone else for help or it's our responsibility to do 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 all the time and a lot of the times, you know, taking that time for self is actually one of the most beneficial things that you can do for everyone. For yourself, yes, but for your whole family as well. So like that, so that was the six, kind of the six main things that I focus on and test with clients when it comes to figuring out what the root cause of what they're dealing with is. And again, we're talking food, we're talking bugs, we're talking mold, radiation, toxins and chemicals and stress. And these are all things that in my experience, anyways, in the past, I would go to my doctor and these never came up a lot of the times, right? It was just like, oh, okay, you have this symptom, this symptom, this symptom, let's put you on this medication. And this is why this is a very different way of looking at things in the sense of, I want to know what's going on with you. And I'm going to, you know, check with your body and see where is it needing support? Where is the area that's that's struggling or that needs extra help? And that's what we're going to focus on. And that's how I'm able to help clients ultimately, you know, get better rather than just chasing the same problems over and over. Right? And that's the good thing also, because you go to your doctor and they're looking specifically at whatever you tell them about. They're not looking at a whole body approach. They're not taking into account are you how you're eating how you're are you moving exercising mental health spirituality all these things you are taking a whole body approach to this person because they aren't just one piece or one symptom that's not who they are what their health is about their health is their whole body how are all of their unction their <laughs> organs and glands and every part of their body how is each cell performing where are the areas that we need to look at to support the whole body system? Exactly. And that was one of the frustrations, you know, that I had even before using quantum testing, working with clients is that, and my, my own history as well, is that I could go to the doctor and say, like, I have all these symptoms that can you check my thyroid? And the doctor would check my thyroid and say, no, no, no your labs are fine. There's nothing wrong with you. And I, but I, but I still had symptoms. And they'd say, well, you know, let's just wait and see if, if, you know, your blood work changes, then I can help you kind of thing. And it's like, I don't think that's okay. In my head, that's not okay. And when I work with clients, I tell them that all the time. Like, if you still have symptoms, 
something's not right. And when we're checking blood work, I'm comparing, you know, comparing you or your doctor, I guess, is comparing you to everybody else. Do you fit within this range that everyone else who's healthy fits within? You do. Okay, then there's nothing wrong with you. But if you still have symptoms, that's not okay. There's something going on. Yeah. The body is much, saying, sorry. sorry, they're very much not preventative as well. They're, yeah. you don't fall into this category yet. You're not bad enough for us to do anything for. So, yeah. And I mean, doctors have lots of knowledge. Don't get me wrong. Like it's not to, to bash doctors at all. They have, they serve a very important purpose, but when it comes to chronic issues, it's not the person to go and see. If you break your arm, please don't come see me. I can't do anything for you for that. But if you've had issues and symptoms that have been you've been dealing with for a long time for a number of years that's where this is such a, a beneficial approach because i can figure out like what is going on in the body why is this happening and using quantum nutrition like i'm comparing you against you not against everybody else i want to know what's going on in your body and then we can work to fix that rather than just saying like no no and brushing you off that's actually a good point because i just thought of um like concussion protocols. And I know that they'll do like a baseline for that person to, to know if something happens to them and they have a head injury, they'll compare it to that baseline. They're not comparing the baseline to someone else yeah. or someone else's uh, body. So why would, why would it be any different for this? It's just interesting. Exactly. So, I mean, that's, that's what we wanted to talk to you about today is just kind of like the root cause is a really important thing to focus on and being able to figure out and ask the body and kind of check in and see like what's actually going on in your system and what actually needs support and and how can we approach this in a way that's going to actually help you recover and heal ultimately and feel better that's how i like to look at things rather than just you know well, you know, this is all we can do, or let's mask the symptoms with a medication. Let's fix the problem, please. So yeah, that was, that was kind of my insight for today and what I wanted to share with you. So hopefully you got some value from this. I definitely got more value from hearing about it more again, and I'm sure other people did as well. So that was awesome. And I look forward to sharing more content like that and anything more that we decide to talk about. Sometimes it's random, sometimes it's not. And we never really know quite where we're going to end up, which is part of the beauty of it, because sometimes that's when the uh, little bits of gold pop out of us. So thank you again for listening. Uh, please subscribe and leave us any reviews if you feel inclined. And if you have any questions, please reach out to myself or Kate. And once again, thank you for listening to the Limitless Podcast.